I was gonna get stuck for the money. I only bought the damn guns because he wanted them, and now he didn't want them. What the fuck are these things? They're not no fit. What's the matter with you? What are we waiting for? Pay for this shit I'm not paying for. I didn't say a thing. Jimmy was so pissed off, he didn't even say goodbye. Stop with those fucking drugs. They're making your mind into mush. You hear me? Since I was gonna see them later in the afternoon to pick up a delivery, I was pretty sure I'd get my money back. When I finally got there at the hospital, pick up Michael, his doctor wanted to put me in bed. Jesus Christ, what happened to you? Well, uh, I just almost got into an accident right now, driving over here. And I told him about the accident, and I said I was partying all night. Rustlers, 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 Just, uh, coffee for me. Darlene? staring at me in the closet. 
Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Of course, I'm going to honor him. If you grew up in the 90s, you remember Goodfellas. You remember Copland. You remember when he played, I didn't play that clip, when he played Frank Sinatra in the Rat Pack. Because, of course, he's got blue eyes and old blue eyes. And so, of of course, I'm going to talk about Ray Liotta. And I thought about it and I thought, you know... So you had to just play the clips. He was a character. That interview with Rosie O'Donnell, come on. He was on Watch What Happens Live. And they do that um, plead the fifth. And it was him and J-Lo. And he didn't hold back. And they asked him some questions. And even in other interviews, he just he, 
he, he, he didn't hold back. And, and I think we all love that of his personality. And it's weird to talk about him in the past tense because he's gone. Um, but I think, you know, we'll all remember Goodfellas. I mean, come on. Come on. And that moment where he breaks the fourth wall. And I trained as an actor. And that's the first thing they teach you is to break that fourth wall. You have to deliver the text, look at your audience or the camera, and you cannot laugh, you cannot break character, you have to stay in character. Has Daniel Day-Lewis ever broken the fourth wall? I don't know. Great actor, but I don't know. <sighs> Goodfellas was a legendary film. Goodfellas is also that injustice in Oscar history where Dances with Wolves won Best Picture and Goodfellas went home with nothing. Well, Joe Pesci won, of course. We love Joe Pesci. I've always loved Joe Pesci because of the way he says motherfucker, because he, he says mutter. You know, that's just part of his cadence. Ah, <sighs> Ray Liotta. Ray, Ray, Ray. It was really good in Karina Karina. I really liked that film. With him and Whoopi Goldberg. I think his character, he was this widower. The daughter didn't have a mother. Whoopi's character comes in, Karina. They both fall for her. I thought it, I thought it was great. It was a great film. Um, but yeah, 67 years old is pretty young. And I thought, let's just honor him. And first, before we go any further, Alan White of Yes. I Trust me, I, I know about Yes. Come on. Lo owner of A Lonely Heart. Let's go there. And then Andy Fletcher of Depeche Mode. I love Depeche Mode. I hope um, they continue. It's always tough when someone in the band dies. They had just gone into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That often creates controversy. That's where, you know, maybe it should be called the Music Hall of Fame. Because Depeche Mode were dance, but they had rock elements and they had goth elements. Um, it's weird. They die in threes. That's what happens. That's what happens. It goes all the way back to, uh, I think I was watching, um, they were trying to conjure James Dean and, and his fam Vampira. They were walking on Hollywood Boulevard right before he died. And, and it was this one actor had died in a plane crash. And he says to her, that's the second one. They die in threes. And he told her he's next. Isn't that eerie? So you got Alan White of Yes and Andy Fletcher of Depeche Mode and Ray Liotta. Um, I, I can't say how many times I've watched Goodfellas. You know, in film class, you watch Goodfellas. I remember I had a film class where we, it was, we had to write about it. We watched Goodfellas. We watched clips of Goodfellas. A lot of rappers love Goodfellas. They write about it. They write about the the scenes and the situations and it and it is Martin Scorsese's crowning achievement. I mean if you you got Taxi Driver, you got Mean Streets, you've got Raging Bull. I love The Departed. But Good Goodfellas really is that's that's Martin Scorsese's masterpiece. And it's always beautiful to see actors, especially other like British actors talk about Scorsese and talk about Goodfellas. I remember I saw an AFI thing and um, Malcolm McDowell, a clockwork orange, he loved Goodfellas. He loved the American films. He loved uh, 
uh, Fargo. And um, Good Goodfellas, you know, that's it's a legendary film, and and Ray Liotta is playing a real guy, Henry Hill, Henry Hill, who was also a character in his own right. But I thought, you know, it's always interesting to talk to see the actor away from the screen just to talk and and I and I loved him in interviews I always thought he was funny he he was he was he was fascinating here he is talking to Rosie um, I'm glad to see your head is still on <laughs> yeah I went to that Hannibal movie in the daytime did you because I knew it would scare me did it make you sick a little bit did it make you sick you know, the first time that I saw it, they, they, they had a, a $70,000 animatronic, um, uh, an exact likeness of me, because Ridley Scott, the director, wanted to, when, when uh, Hannibal takes my head off, he wanted to tie it all in, so there's my brain. And so what I had to do is I was up with Julianne Moore watching, uh, watching me work with Anthony Hopkins, because the animatronic was up there, and when they took off the head, I think the exact same reaction that everybody else had was the same for us, but it yeah. creeped me out, it was funny, it was... It was gross. It was fascinating. Now, when you say it was an animatronic, in other words, that was totally a robot? That, totally a robot. That whole thing? No, no. Just one little bit at the end. Oh, at the end. I think the very beginning, when, when he first takes it off and there's the brain. Yeah. Is that... Do you know if that's true? That you could cut that out and real... What he said? Is it true? I don't know if you mean the bad matters part. No, like the cutting the head... need it. No, the cutting the head part and taking it out. Like, that couldn't really be true. You, well, I watched the Learning Channel and, and some of these operation yeah. shows. Yeah, yeah. And from what they said, there, there are sometimes that the, that the patient has to be awake in order to, for motor skills or something, that if it's wrong with the brain, uh, I think that people can be alive so they can do different things and this way they can see it. I, I mean, I don't oh, know. Oh, so it is true. See, I, I've comforted myself with the fact that there's no way that could actually really happen. I don't know if it could happen in the way that ours did it and I could, you know, still have soup and make jokes. But... Yeah, 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 probably could. <laughs> I remember going to see Hannibal with my cousin and when they take the cover off of, of Ray Liotta, okay, and then they take the top of his head off, now that we know it was animatronic. Oh, and also green screen, if you've ever seen the making of Hannibal. It was disturbing. I thought it was funny. People around me sounded like they were going to throw up <laughs> because his character was such a jerk to Julianne Moore in Hannibal. That, that's such a, I don't, you know, I don't think I've ever watched it in its whole context again except when I saw it in the theater because it, it's disturbing it's disturbing um, now I would be remiss if I don't well first we're going to do this um, let's see I mean, I, I love the stories that he tells because they're they're fascinating. And uh, but the, and there's an interesting story to feel the dreams because he never saw it. I mean, he's in the movie, but he never saw it. So oh, here we go. This is this is Ray Liotta talking about feel the dreams. Kevin to get in touch with his his father because it turns out that his father you know shows up and I, I pointed out to him and you know why did all this happen it's you know and 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 
yeah, it definitely moves. It's definitely about a father and, and, and son relationship. And they don't make many movies like that for guys. And it's really emotional. It really is. And a lot of guys would cry when they saw that. And I, I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, you know, because of that movie, they play with their, their kids more. You know, that time goes and you're busy working. And before you know it, you know, time's up and, you know, cat in the cradle. I think it makes you look at your own life and are you doing the things that you want to be doing? Uh, you know, do you have a heaven that you would like to, uh, you know, achieve someday? Or, or are you involved in something that moves you? And that's Ray Liotta talking to the American Film Institute uh, about... Um, Okay, I don't want to hear about that. It's I, I have all these videos playing. Come on now. Whoa. All right. Now, right. You know, if if we weren't, you know, uh, somebody who know each other uh, for for this amount of time, those are fighting words to a man like me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Those are fighting words. They're what? Those are fighting words to a man like me. Those are fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean uh, you've, you've never I'm seen? Fight. I've only been in one fight my whole life. What which what fight is that, right? It's, it's, like, it's seventh grade. <laughs> that was it. That's it. Okay. It's true. All right. So, uh, really, was, all right. Um, instead of asking you why you only seen it once, but how did you come about uh, Field of Dreams? How were you offered the role? Did you know at the time that this was going to be an iconic sports film, Ray? Walk me through that. You know, Mark. I remember I read it, and that was only my third movie, and I said, this is so silly, this guy, he, he, hearing voices, and he, he's got a cornfield, and he makes a baseball field to remove the corn, I just couldn't, at that time, because I never wanted to do this stuff, so I wasn't, I wasn't, like, movie aware, and saw lots of movies, it just kind of happened in college, because I didn't want to take math, and so, so when I read the script, I just thought it was the silliest, silliest thing, and obviously I was wrong. So, and then you're playing Shoeless Joe Jackson coming out of the corn, um, and, uh, and, and going through it, it was, how much time did you spend in Iowa for that, Ray? Uh, probably a, like, month and a half. A month and a half. Have you ever been back to Iowa? Is that the only time you've... I was disappointed because during the pan, during the pandemic, the Yankees and somebody else were gonna have a game yep. in, the, in the field of dreams in Iowa. And that never happened, obviously, because of the pandemic. But I was going to go to that, and that would have been really cool. No kidding. You were supposed to go to. You were supposed to. You were supposed to make an appearance at something like that. For 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 yeah. For years. Yeah, it was a regular season game. Right. It wasn't. Huh? Yeah. No. I mean, absolutely. So so commence. You've never seen it. Would you? I mean, would you're not even curious about seeing Field of Dreams? You're not even curious because everyone talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was just. It was more of a personal thing. My mom was sick at the time. We sat down to watch it, but she couldn't really enjoy herself, so we left. And I don't know, I just equated with that. I will someday, maybe. Well, I would. I'd, I'd love to watch myself a lot. Well, I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to watch it with you, Ray. I mean, you know, not to invite myself over to your house, but you know, that would be amazing. Hey, you watched all the way to the end. Thanks for that. Watch more, Ray. Isn't that enough? 
Manny, it's more than that. I feel it as strongly as I've ever felt anything in my life. There's a reason. Go the distance. Did you hear the voice, too? Did you hear it? Go the distance. Yes. Our grave is dead. He died in 1972. It's game. It's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us all that once was good. Hey, is this heaven? No. Iowa. Kevin Costner. Amy Madigan. James Earl Jones. Ray Liotta. Burt Lancaster. Isn't that eerie that he says, hey, is this heaven? That's Ray Liotta who says that. So makes me think of um, James Lipton. Remember inside the actor's studio where he's like, oh, let's, let's do that real quick. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say at the pearly gates? You're, you're funny, right? Like a clown. <laughs> did, you just, I, did he ever do inside the actor's studio? I don't know. I mean, there's there's so many scenes that I could play, um, but those those probably are his two most iconic films, and and the fact that he's never wa- you know what I think those of us who are now after the fact hoping that before he died he at least watched Field of Dreams, but I can understand that it, equating it with um a a, a a traumatic experience such as that you know I can equate it with that so but if we're if you know before one scene one scene that we're gonna end with tonight to honor Mr. Ray Liotta
Get the fuck out of here, Tommy. <laughs> you motherfucker. I almost had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick yet? Frankie was shaking. <laughs> I wonder about you sometimes, Henry. You may fold under questioning. <laughs> That's the famous scene where he's like, funny how, <laughs> like a clown, <laughs> and he's scaring him because Joe Pesci's character, I mean, if you fucked with him, he shot at you. I think there's a... Michael Michael Imperioli, who was on The Sopranos, his character is in Goodfellas, and I think um, Joe Pesci's character shoots at him and actually kills him. He, well, you know, he didn't he didn't mean to, um, but yeah, let's. Uh, what is this? I'm getting I'm getting messages up the wazoo. Uh oh this is a good one. This is uh Ray Liotta talking about meeting Henry Hill. Did you ever hear Ray afterwards from Henry? Did he ever try and contact you? Did he reach out and say, You nailed me? I'm awesome. Like anything that Yoda didn't hold back. <laughs> so when he was acting, he wasn't entirely acting because you know with actors they say, "Oh, just be yourself." And and if you're playing a maniac, then you have to, you have to just be yourself and add a little sugar. Here's Ray Liotta on Letterman. Are you, are you nervous about coming on? Yeah, I'm a, little, I'm a little uncomfortable with what, it. What is the apprehension? 
Oh, just making a fool of myself, I guess. <laughs> hell, hell, that's not me. <laughs> uh, and this, this week has been especially bad because I had to throw the first pitch out uh, for the San Francisco Giants. And oh, that's a great honor. It was a great honor, but I hadn't thrown a, a, a ball since I did uh, Field of Dreams, and I was nervous because, you know, here all these guys are, these big jocks, and, and you know... 50,000 people. Right, exactly, and you want to make sure you throw it to the plate and look somewhat manly. <laughs> and and luckily, you know, I cheated, of course, and I threw it, and I got it over. And Dusty Baker said that was great. And uh, uh, Cindy Crawford was there the uh, the week before, and she threw it over the backstop, so <laughs> I felt manly. <laughs> uh, now, when you when you were uh, doing um, like Goodfellas, man, that that movie just I was like twitching for weeks after that thing. That was ooh, geez, what a what a gritty, edgy, uncomfortable film that was, but endlessly entertaining. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I just, I just, I just, I wanted to get home. You know, I thought, oh, well, let me just get away from yeah, these yeah, yeah. people. They were just. I had to live in it. Yeah. yeah. And did you hang around with guys like that? Did you, did you ever meet the, the? I guess your character, Henry Hill. Did you? What was uh, that? Like? Henry, I met after, uh, after the movie, and that uh, he was glad that I didn't play him as a dirtbag, as he said. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I wasn't too. Um, <laughs> but when Marty and I, we went to a restaurant and we, uh, this is Marty Scorsese, Scorsese, yeah. and uh, uh, these guys would be coming up like auditioning for him. We were at this Italian restaurant. They heard that Marty was there and that Marty uses real people in uh, in his movies. So these are like real life yeah, wise yeah. guys. But they wouldn't admit it. They all came up with stories as if they were auditioning for him. And when you know they would all uh, come in talking third person. I knew a guy who did this. Oh, I knew a guy. I had to. I knew somebody who had to whack their the, this guy in a diner, and and his sister was there. I knew a guy who had to whack this guy in a diner, and his mother was. There. And really, they actually was like competing with each other. So. And what was what was uh, Henry Hill himself like? Now this guy, he's still in the, the federal witness protection program. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, I met him uh, uh, that that one time. Then I met him. Then uh, the movie came out. He was very. Uh, was seen around town a lot and i was at a premiere once and he uh he came over to me and and, and i didn't know what to say here he is in a witness protection program i don't know what's going to happen well, well, why is he going to premiere exactly. Still... <laughs> exactly so he comes over i'm sitting with a, a group of people and I, i'm not, i don't know whether to introduce him or what to say i'm afraid I'm, i don't know what's going to happen sure. And then uh, he, so he said, hi, how are you? And then he starts introducing himself to, uh, hi, I'm Henry Hill. Oh, my goodness. You never see a crowd disperse so Yeah, I would think so. But what do, you, what do you know of his life these days? Is he, I mean, do you know where he is? Do you know how he is? Do you know what he's up to? No, nope, and I don't want to. And, and that'll, that'll be it for him the rest of his life? Well, actually, he came up to me uh, uh, one time like, at that same party saying that he wanted to do a sequel of the movie. God. And he says that you think the beginning of my, the beginning of my life was tough. What do you see the rest of it? But he, I mean, that must be. It strikes me as being insane that he shows up at the premiere, and then he's at the party having a couple of drinks. Next thing you know, somebody slaps a sign on his back. And tonight he's sitting in with the band. Next thing you know, somebody slaps a sign on his back that says "Shoot me." And Tell us about uh, No Escape. What kind of a film is that? Um, it's a nice big action movie. We shot it in Australia. Uh, what part of Australia? Uh, in the rainforest. Um, I was doing a scene there in the rainforest, and there, there's all kinds of creatures around, and you never know 
what you're coming up against, and I'm getting ready for a scene. It's a real serious scene, and I'm pacing back and forth, back and forth. And every time I paced to my left, th there would be a lot of noise, a lot of... I, I didn't understand what it was. I'm pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth again. Get to my left, there, there, there's this noise, and I just felt uncomfortable. So I start walking away, and I just felt like... I, saw, I just felt like something was behind me. I turned around, and I was being attacked by a bird. What kind of bird? I don't know. I, saying, I called it a Hitchcock. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it just actually gets just, you? Yeah, it just, just came after yeah. me. And I'm running away, flailing my arms, and the crew's getting ready. And there goes all these macho uh, yeah. uh, Australians, and I'm... Oops. <laughs> it's the bird! <laughs> So you really impressed these big, tough yeah. Australian guys. Like, where's your good fellas yeah. now? Oh, look, it's Tippy Hedren. Hello, yeah. Tippy. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but the, the film is you are like at the last outpost for uh, convicted nasty felons in the year 2022. Yeah, it takes place in the future, and I'm a wrongly convicted Marine. I get sent to this penal colony where there's good guy, good bad guys and bad bad guys, yeah. and it's just how I want to get off the island. And, and you, you saved the day for everybody. Yeah. All right. Opens uh, April 29th. Yes. A lot of fun. You happy with how it came out? Yeah. 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 Uh, Ray, it's a pleasure to see you. Thanks. Thank you very much for being here. Ray Leona, kid. Of course, that's Ray Leona on Letterman. <laughs> because everyone, I think, is fascinated with Henry Hill. And then Henry Hill, I think, he, he later went out of witness protection because he couldn't stand there. And um, I, I just remembered, I forgot that Ray Liotta was in Blow. Not a great film. And here, you know, Johnny Depp is in the news. Because Blow is about, well, come on, let's go there. Uh, I think he plays his dad in Blow. I haven't watched it in such a long time. Um, but if we look over here. Yeah, he played Sinatra in the Rat Pack in the 90s. And then in 2004, he was on ER, won an Emmy for it. <laughs> he, spoofed, he spoofed his Emmy win in the film, B film. I think he did that with, um, with, with Seinfeld. Um, was in Something Wild, directed by uh, Jonathan Demme. Field of Dreams, of course. Goodfellas. Uh, no Escape, Karina Karina. Copland, Turbulence. I think I saw Turbulence. Uh, Muppets from Space. <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, God. Blow. Narc. John Q. He should have got nominated for Narc. Um, what is it? What else did he do? He did, he did. Okay, he did Smoking Aces. Looking through his resume. Let's see. Yeah, and he had a lot of stuff in the can that he was finishing up. So we'll see how that happens. He was in Marriage Story. His last films were Ever, Every Last Secret, Cocaine Bear, which he was in post production, The Substance, Dangerous Waters, which he was filming, Clash. Yeah. Started out on Another World in the 1970s. Um, he was adopted. A lot of people didn't know that. And I think he, ta he talked about that in a couple of interviews. He was born December 18th, 1954 in Newark, New Jersey. When 
wonder if he knew Whitney and died today, May 26, 2022. He's a Sagittarius. Um, Sagittarius is, I guess, we stick together, you know. Although I later learned that we're not all the same because there's the different deckhands. There's the first deckhand, the second, the third. And so, you know, but and, and how some of the Sagittariuses are introspective you know, Jane Fonda is, I guess, in that introspective category. But I'll be honest, I think we're all fucking crazy. We're all fucking crazy. We all have a little bit of Ozzy Osbourne in us. Because he's a Sagittarius, and you look at that kind of madness and cheating death the way that he does. Jimi Hendrix was a Sagittarius. Tina Turner, need I say more? Um, Bruce Lee. Because uh, I was watching a video one time, it was talking about the these famous Sagittarius's. Ray Liotta's in the mix. I'm like, oh, no shit. But then again, so Samuel L. Jackson. So yeah, yeah. Um, so to the next generations who haven't seen Goodfellas yet, you're in for a ride. Um, it's really hard to say which one because, you know, I mean, Field of Dreams, that's more of a I mean, that's a great character. He's playing Shoeless Joe Jackson. But that's more of a supporting role. Where in Goodfellas, that's a starring role. He's got most of the screen time. He's doing the voiceovers. I mean, what gets me is when he's driving and he's looking at the helicopter. And you know he's fucked up on coke. That's why I don't I don't touch coke. It really... That's such an... E- I don't even want to say it's evil. It, it turns people into pariahs it turns it there's it's madness um that's probably why i didn't like the film blow because that's mostly about cocaine huh yeah but um i i remember one time i was talking to someone at a party about that they were like oh cocaine's not addictive and i'm like oh yeah let's talk to whitney houston about that and they said well we can't she's dead and i said exactly so but yeah uh Goodfellas is, is such an iconic role. Oh my god. That movie. I mean, and, and that's the good thing is, you know, now when we when we think of Ray Liotta and think, you know, in the past tense, because he's gone, we think of the, how crazy and how good he was in Goodfellas. Wasn't even nominated for Goodfellas. Isn't that some shit? Was not even... I've said this before and I'll say it again is that the Academy has problems. The Academy, they've always done that. They've always fucked with people. They don't nominate you. Uh, An example of that is the year of Casablanca. Casablanca, legendary film. Does Ingrid Bergman get nominated for it? No. Humphrey Bogart does. Ingrid Bergman is nominated for For Whom the Bell Tolls great movie but she's not nominated for isn't that weird just like the year that julie christie won for darling she wasn't nominated for dr zhivago no. <laughs> uh, uh, was it um omar sharif wasn't even fucking nominated so come on the academy the academy's got their fist up someone's ass they're in trouble now they're trying to get Chris Rock to host. What won't that be some shit? He says he won't talk, but I'm sure for the Academy he will. <laughs> oh, good fellas. Let's go back to Ray Liotta. Good fellas was released in um September of nineteen ninety. 
32 years ago. Based on Wise Guy by Nicholas Pileggi. Goodfellas is widely regarded as regarded as one of the greatest films ever made, particular in the gangster genre. In 2000, it was deemed culturally significant and selected for preservation in the National Film Registry by the United States Library of Congress. Its content and style have been emulated in numerous other films and television series. That's why it's so iconic. It's because people take from it. Okay. So if we can go over here. Let's see. Let's get to it. Okay. So ah Damn, he wasn't even nominated for a Golden Globe. You fuckers. Was he nominated for in a British No, he wasn't. Okay. So Oscar time. It's nominated for Best Picture. Doesn't win. Best Director. Doesn't. That's still a real fuck over. Best Supporting Actor. Joe Pesci. It wins. Best Supporting Actress. Lorraine ba- Bracco. Nope. Best Supporting or Best Adapted Screenplay. Martin Scorsese and Nicholas Pileggi. Nope. Best Film Editing. Nope. Okay. That was the year of Dances with Wolves. Okay. Did. Uh. Ray Liotta win anything for let's look nope isn't that sad but at the same time it's like who cares Goodfellas is number 94 on the American Film Institute's 100 years 100 movies list and move up to 92 in the AFI's 100 years 100 movies 10th anniversary edition in June 2008 the AFI put Goodfellas at number 2 on their AFI's top 10 the best film 10 films in classic American film genres. Yep. Roger Ebert named Goodfellas the best mob movie ever and placed it among the top 10 films of 1990. Yeah. Goodfellas inspired director David Chase to make the HBO series The Sopranos. He told Peter Bogdanovich, Goodfellas is a very important movie to me and Goodfellas really plowed that I found that movie very funny and brutal and it felt very real and yet that was the first mob movie that Scorsese ever dealt with a mob crew as opposed to say The Godfather which there's something operatic about it classical even the clothing and cars you, you know I mean I, I always think that about Goodfellas when they go to their mother's house that night and they're eating and you know she brings out the p- uh, painting that stuff is great I mean The Sopranos learned a lot from that indeed, indeed the film shares total of 27 actors from The Sopranos, including Bracco, uh, Sirico, Imperioli, Pellegrino, Lip, and Vincent, who all had major uh, roles in Chase's HBO series. Yep. In 2010, the film marked its 20th anniversary. This milestone was celebrated with Henry Hill hosting a private screening for a select group of invitees at the Museum of American Gang- of the American Gangster in New York. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Ray Liotta, I'm not talking to you, but come on. Thank you. Thank you for all that you've given us. And now, if we can, let's end with this. It's, 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 
sure I didn't know how she prepared or, you know, she's she's a, a, an entity into herself. Right. But you know what? Luckily, it all comes back to the work and that she has her lines. I have my lines and, and we can keep that distance. But she turned out to be a really nice woman. Now, did was. people still stop you and go, is your head OK from that? Yeah. Yeah. With your yeah. When, remember in the, the Hannibal brain thing, brain. skull eating brain alive, talking gross barf. Actually, Yuck. Trevor, the little boy in this, uh, he had the best line. Uh, he says, I saw the movie. He says, yeah, you were definitely the brains of the operation. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of that. Now, what are you working on next? I'm not sure. You just did the film festival? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, we have a movie, Narc, that we produced. That's a really good movie. I got a movie coming out in the middle of February, John Q, with, with Robert uh, Duvall and Denzel Washington, right. which was great. We talked talk about working with Duvall was great, so it was a lot of fun. And I know that you worked with Ted Demi, too, who yeah, just yeah. passed away. I was telling everybody on the show two weeks ago, died of a heart attack at 38. Yeah. Very, very frightening, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. He was a great guy. Great. Yeah. We did a lot of things, family things with him. We had family weekends, so. Oh yeah. It was a real loss. Yeah, he was a wonderful man. And um, I'm gonna look for your mo this Thursday night on Just Shoot Me and a rumor yes. of angels. It, it goes all over the country in the middle of February, I assume. Yeah. John Q. I hope it does. Yeah. Yeah, and then John Q. comes out. Uh, February 15th. I February 15th. Yeah. So look for that as well. It's great to see you, right? Same here. Sorry, I thought you had eight kids. In your <laughs> That was 20 years ago. <sighs> Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I'm glad that I have this platform. And so, oh God, now a video just played. And so to those Alan White um, of, uh, yes, uh, may you rest in peace, Andy Fletcher, and of course, Mr. Ray Liotta on Pleasant Dreams. Thank you.